0: Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to a Fluently Forward slash What I Will Say episode. I'm so excited to have Cam back on the podcast for... I don't know, like a 12th time, like, let's keep it going. Cam, <laughs> how you doing? Welcome back to the show.
1: I'm doing amazing. Thrilled to be here. As always, thank you so much for having me. So, Cam,
0: you've been on before. We've done an episode talking about Swift-Gron. You created basically the Taylor Swift-Diana Agron timeline of their alleged relationship, which is just, like, so fantastic. You came on when you, me, and NT were doing the Taylor Swift Awards, And then we did something fun about mythological creatures. But today we're talking all about Maddie Healy because Taylor and Maddie have people in a catastrophic firestorm, or at least my algorithms online. I don't know about you. I wasn't expecting them to get together. How how do you feel about the
1: recent? Well, you know, it's interesting. I have considered myself a Taddy. Are we calling it Taddy? Are we calling it Mailer? Do we have ship name... I've been calling it Taddy. I think it's kind of fun, kind of flirty. Let's do Taddy then. Yeah, let's do Taddy. There's rumors that they hooked up in 2014, and I always considered myself a bit of a skeptic, kind of like, oh, did they? Come on, like, did we even see them together that much? But diving into this timeline has made me a believer. Yeah, for some weird reason, the second I heard the news... It's actually on video. It's one one of Gabby's, my girlfriend's vlogs. We were in Target and I got all these messages about Maddie and Taylor and, and a news article from The Sun, I think, came out about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is true. I was like, this no, is going to be confirmed. Me
0: too. And like... I like I really do just go off of my gut like that the minute I saw her and Carly Claus holding hands mm-hmm. I was like oh, they've definitely locked lips before like just my gut you know right and I know you go more off of the facts but so many people online are calling this PR and I'm like it just makes sense to me it does like I don't like it but it makes sense and something that I find I know that there's a new level of frustration with Taylor Swift right now because of her association with Maddie Healy. We'll have to dive a little bit into that. I'm not a huge fan of him, but I find it so funny because remember when Taylor Swift was like, Hey, Ginny and Georgia, like your sexist joke about how I, Taylor Swift goes through men faster than blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, girl, like, what about you Calvin Harris to Tom Hiddleston and then Joe Alwyn and then now it's with Maddie Healy everywhere? And then all the lines in your songs about how you switch out these kens. And it's like you kind of do like you kind like not to shade, you know, I've leapfrogged from relationship to relationship before, but I feel like you you got to apologize to Ginny and Georgia because you are kind of switching out these cans.
1: Yeah, I think she does owe the world. (laughs) Ginny and Georgia, an apology. And I don't know, we're in an intense time. And it makes me, as a fan, a little nervous. Now, let me say, she does deserve some of this backlash she's getting. Maddie Healy has said and done some disgusting stuff. I don't know that we're here to like put him on trial for that. But I think you and I are both in agreement, like he's not the best person. And like, If he wants to be a good person, he has a lot of apologizing to do. He is... I'm not thrilled that they're dating, but what I am excited for is all this content we're getting. But the problem is the general public is not a weird little Taylor Swift-obsessed freak like me. They're going to get sick of it. I mean, they already are sick of it. Even Swifties are upset because, like, you know... What celeb doesn't have like a, you know, foot in their mouth moment? Like they've said something kind of problematic. They've made a mistake. Even Taylor has said, you know, sort of been inappropriate in some of these situations and apologize for it when at some points. But like Maddie has said so much disgusting stuff.
0: And he seems to be the type of guy who, I mean, I don't. I don't know if you've ever... Ha- I've certainly had moments online where I've said something and then been like, oh, shit, like, egg on my face. Like, I didn't know this or I have to apologize for that or, you know, I just feel so embarrassed because I say something and it was blatantly wrong. But I feel like the thing that really irks me about Maddie Healy is that I feel like he is that asshole contrarian man who loves to rile people up and loves to flirt with the idea of getting canceled and, like, talk about how it doesn't... Like, it's just one of those... I feel like you see some of these guys and it's funny because I kind of feel like there are similarities between Maddie Healy and Kanye West and Taylor Swift hates Kanye West, but Kanye and Maddie are kind of the same type in terms of like, I'm going to say this because it's outrageous and I know it's going to piss people off and then maybe I'll walk it back later, but I just did it to anger people. And I find that so fascinating. Like, I just hate that type of person why make people mad?
1: Yeah. So Maddie has a like alter ego called Truman black, who is like his troll social media personality. Now I think he's put Truman to rest and it's actually in the timeline and it may have something to do with Taylor, but so he would purposely post at best, you could call them some of the jokes like insensitive, like at worst, just straight up racist, xenophobic, you know, straight up bigoted jokes on his Instagram stories. And yeah, artful trolling is how I've seen like Maddie defenders describe it, but genuinely just purposely trying to get a rise out of people. And like the thing about Kanye is like, say what you want, but the dude's following his heart. Like it's not taking him good places, but Maddie's almost doing it Like, there's almost a purity to the way Kanye does it. Maddie's, like, doing it genuinely to get attention and get a rise out of people. And he is a bit of a Nepo baby. That might be kind of a strong word, but his mom's famous in the UK. She's on a show called Loose Women, which is, like, their version of The View or, like, The Talk. And she is quite a celeb there. She's, like, an actress, too. And so, like, this is a boy with a silver spoon in his mouth. Like, you know, a British Nepo baby. And he's never... I, he's has he ever faced consequences for his actions? Like, he's about to because of Swifties, and it's going to be the first time in his life. It feels like.
0: Yeah, and it is fun. The minute anybody gets associated with Taylor Swift, right, she's just so big that everything in their past starts getting dragged up. And before I knew about all of this stuff with Maddie, he, the jokes on his Instagram stories, you're dating a Muslim girl, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, boom. Or talking about watching ghetto Gaggers porn, which led me down the most vile rabbit hole I've ever been down. Like, so so unforgivable to me. But before, I just didn't like him because every video I saw of him on TikTok, he was humping the stage like a dog. Like, he's humping the mic stand and he's sucking on people's fingers and he's, like, pouring wine on himself and humping the air. I was like, this man needs to be neutered and he needs some, like, less testosterone in his body. Like, why is he humping everything? I just got such, like, disgusting vibes from him. And I find that weird, too, when, like, male singers are always, like, openly being sexual with their fans. And like, he did that for years. That was like his thing.
1: Yeah. He has done that for years and he's turned it up a notch on this tour, the at their very best tour that he's on right now with the 1975. And the issue is like part of its performance art, so it's sort of like he's doing oh all my this God. weird shit. Well, he's doing all this weird shit as like a character, right? Like he eats raw meat on stage and like he takes his shirt off and does push-ups in front of like Ben Shapiro playing on television sets and stuff. <laughs> and like, yeah, he humps the cameraman and like he pretends to or maybe he really does get drunk on stage and like to an ex- Can I just
0: say too this goes to the idea of people only method act when the method actor is a sociopath why isn't Truman Black oh my thing on stage is to give out hundred dollar bills right. and massage the somebody's shoulders that ache and then walk an old lady across the street oh no my character only has to be someone that humps and fucks and sucks and like come on are you kidding me?
1: Yeah I mean I am kind of agree with you I'm just trying to portray, like, every side to it. Like, I've gotten... I feel like a few of my readers and listeners have followed him deeply, so every time I'd start saying, like, he's done all this bucked-up shit, they'd be like, no, no, it's it's performance art. It's satirical. It's But at mm. some point, like, if you're satirizing, you know, you could, there's certain things you just don't do. So he's been accused of doing the Nazi salute on stage. Some people say it was just a military salute. It looks like the fucking Nazi salute to me, and, like, it made... You know, Jewish people feel uncomfortable, and it's sort of like I don't care if you're doing satire if you're making people feel that shitty. It's not satire anymore, and it's sort of like I don't know. It's in the same tune of like the South Park guys, and some like yes, they don't believe a lot of what they put on that show, and a lot of it is for comedy, and a lot of it's for satire, and like some of it even lands and is like poignant, and a lot of it isn't. And a lot of it is just like, no, you're just going towards marginalized people and bringing more hate their way. Like, you're just Mm -hmm. being stupid. Like, listen for once. We don't always need your take. We don't always need your performance art. Like, especially in the, the climate we're in these days where like, you know, hate crimes against Jewish people are on the rise and scary shit is going on. Like, you know, Trump unlocked a monsoon of psycho shit in America. So like... Yes, it's performance art. I can see that. Like, they have this one bit where... The band cuts him off. He starts to say something like, "Oh, the yeah. the thing about you know the thing about the gays is," and his, the band starts playing. And they do that every show. He says a different thing every time, and they cut him off. It's a bit, and that's actually when you watch them all in a row, like it's happened like ten different times. When you watch them all happen in a row, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like that bit for me sort of lands, but like some of it just doesn't. Like you can't just go around throwing the Nazi salute, you know? Yeah. Well, that's
0: the thing too, where like. So many people, and I remember thinking of this when you know, I was training at the Second City and I thought I was going to be a comedian. Like So many people use comedy as a guise to do some fucked up stuff. And like I get that bit because I've seen it before where he's like, I don't think it's a racist thing to say. And then they cut him off into the song. Right. But also you could do that with, you know, you. I always think my go-to is always making myself the butt of the joke. So if he wants to get cut off, he could be like, look, the other day, like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I found a growth on my, and then they could like go into a song or something like that. Like, there's a way to have it be funny and provocative and then they cut him off without having it be about gay people, trans people, different races, and that's always (coughs) what he goes to. I mean, we could talk about this forever, but you Mm -hmm. put together such a great timeline that I kind of want to get into it. So if anybody, everyone should be listening to your podcast, what I will say, you do the best timelines of all time. Oh my God, look at that. Take a drink every time I say time. So let's kind of dive right into it. Because like you said, the story of Maddie and Taylor starts in 2014. And I'll let you kind of kick things off here. It looks like it starts off in November.
1: Yeah, like I was saying to you before we jumped in on this, I was surprised by how juicy this timeline is. And the thing about Taylor Swift is, like, what you're looking for in her, you will find. If that makes any sense. Taylor is, like, this giant projection wall. We're just projecting our own experiences. So I've spent a lot of time looking for her being with women. That's me kind of projecting myself onto her. I'm a gay woman, like... And guess what? I think there's something to it. But there's other stuff going on, too. And if you just sort of... If you if you see all these flirtations with Maddie Healy in 2014, but you don't put it in the Taylor timeline you'll just sort of... Yeah. It, it's kind of not there. But when you go looking Wait, for it...
0: can I interject too? Absolutely. Like that picture of her and Maddie holding hands at Cafe Cipriani, mm-hmm. if that's even how you sound. I'm like so poor, I like can't even pronounce it anyway. But they were holding hands and some people were like, oh my God, it's a sign that they're dating. And then I just think of Taylor and Carly holding hands at the baseball game. And it's like, oh, so holding hands is a sign of dating, but you don't think she dated Carly Kloss? Like it's exactly what you said. If you look for any photo or to prove any relationship... There's enough evidence to prove it with everyone if you look just for
1: that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very true. So that said, I took a little trip down memory lane and looked for evidence of Taddy, and there's a lot there. So we start off on November 7th, 2014, or around that time, fall of 2014. Maddie is on tour with the 1975, and at one of his concerts, he wears a 1989 shirt, and this is, of course, right after 1989 had come out. And I'm not surprised he liked that album. Like, I think this is just a genuine moment because 1989 is sonically very similar to the 1975, which, by mm. the way, they have some good music like they definitely do. But to me, all his songs sound the same. Yeah, me too. But it's very much like that soft synth pop with like a guitar forward edge. It's it's good music. And it sounds a lot like 1989 as an album. But fans of the 1975 host the pictures to Tumblr and Taylor gets tagged in it probably a hundred times and she reblogs it. She's freaking out and she tags it, all caps, what? So that's our first moment. And like, it's kind of cute. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I would assume he's just
0: a fan and like they haven't talked before and that kind of, he caught her eye by doing that.
1: That's what I'm assuming. Now, some of the more like, their PR people will say like, oh, this is obviously staged. Like he just put a mm. shirt on. It means nothing. So it's, you know, you can play both sides to it. But to me, this comes off as genuine. A couple weeks later, Maddie has a concert in LA. She, Taylor goes, she takes Ellie Golding and Selena with her. She posts to Instagram about it. And Maddie and Taylor hang out at this concert. They, b- reports say they exchange numbers. They also make a shout out video, I think at this concert for someone named Jamie's child named kitty i don't know there's a there's gifs and videos of them like both on video saying hi to kitty and taylor signs merch for kitty so sorry i don't know who this is it wasn't a parent and i wasn't gonna dig and dig for it but yeah yeah that's like our first like video of them together and a few days later maddie goes on this australian radio show and he talks about meeting taylor the host brings it up you know that's the thing Imps once said like the lyric that is most applicable to Taylor is touch me and you'll never be alone because all you have to do is be pictured with her once. And it's the only thing anyone's going to ask you about for the rest of your life. So one Mm. thing you'll notice in this timeline is like after this event, like, you know, they hang out a few times after that, every time Maddie has an interview, he gets asked about Taylor, no matter how many years have passed, no matter how long it's been since they've spoken He gets asked about Taylor from now until, I mean, today, obviously. But, like, even in 2020, 2021, when they haven't hung out, he keeps getting asked about her. So, it's just sort of, like... I remember I was looking up something about Taylor Swift and Haley Steinfeld,
0: who, like, yeah, she was in, like, the Bad Blood music Mm -hmm. video. They hung out then... And she was being asked about it like literally this year in an interview. And you know, they handle it well, but some of these people are like, I haven't seen Taylor Swift in five years, and you're so right. I I say that like I'm not also like literally obsessed with her. Oh, so obsessed with her. you know, we've caught the disease. But you sent me this video of him on the Australian radio Mm -hmm. show, and he was pretty sweet. He was complimentary towards Taylor, because I think a lot of people online are saying like, back in the day, he said that it would be emasculating to date her, and we'll get into that later. But in this radio show, he was really sweet. He said that it was really nice. And then the guy is kind of like, oh, like, you know, could you guys be an item? And he just kind of giggles and he's like, let's see what happens. And I think he said something like, you know, of course I wouldn't be opposed. Like he was very complimentary, very flattering.
1: Yeah. his When he says, I, I met her and it was nice, his voice gets soft. Like a little, <laughs> like a little fairy boy. He He sounds a bit smitten. So like, is that you know, is that just a coincidence? I don't know. But I, it stood out to me so much. I sent it to you. I was like, girl, I didn't know this was here. And also around this time, Taylor has favorited on Tumblr, I assume, maybe Twitter, I think Tumblr, a pic of him at the LA concert. He's like shirtless or almost shirtless, I guess, looking sexy. Can I ask, do you find Maddie Healy attractive? No, he looks like a wet rat. I feel like (laughs) one out of every 20 photos, it's like, oh, he has kind of a a charm to him. And then the rest of it, yeah, wet rat. Agreed. Okay. Glad we're on the same page about that. (laughs) Okay. So now it's going to get interesting. December 4th, 2014. You may know know this day. day. Oh, yeah. It's Kissgate. Kissgate. So Taylor goes with Carly and the Girl Squad to the 1975 show in New York City. Maddie. Okay. So like... (laughs) There's a lot from this night. So, Mm -hmm. and if you go Mm -hmm. back to the old L chat, which is where I do a lot of my research, they're all mad because they're like, Maddie and Taylor have something going on. He dedicates Falling For You, which is one of their better songs. Check that song out if you're interested in the 1975 music, to Taylor. It is a swooningly sweet song. Where like, and when he says like, I don't want to. I don't know what it is. I don't want to hold your hand. I want to kiss your neck. Your kiss you he like gestures up to her, and Taylor like, it's this small. I forget what venue it is. It's a small venue, Terminal Five or something like that, maybe. And Taylor like swoons and giggles and turns to her friends. Whoever it's not Carly, but whoever she's standing to at this point. So like, there's visual tension in this small venue where Maddie is like doing performances for Taylor. I think at this venue... I could be wrong, but I also think he dedicates the song Robbers to her, which is another sweet song. And also, like, it's kind of funny. It was written in 2012, but it almost feels like it has Taylor references in it. Like, it says, stay, stay, stay in it. So oh. it's just a coincidence, but a fun one. And it's yeah. kind of cute he dedicated that to her. But, of course, this is also the night where Carly and Taylor are allegedly making out. Although, recently, something's kind of come out about that. I don't know if we. I should cut this, you know share this or whatever, but like the girlfriend of one of the people in the band, Muna, was sitting directly behind Taylor at this 1975 show. And she's mm-hmm. like, they're like gayler. Like these girls are like, they have fun with gayler stuff. Muna mm-hmm. recently made jokes about Kissgate on stage, like a week ago. So like they're hip to the gayler, but this girl Kelly was like an eyewitness and she said, I was sitting behind Taylor, nothing happened with her and Carly the whole night, and I kept my eyes glued on her the whole night. So just, you know, was were Taylor and Carly making out that night? I don't know. They're all over each other though, so that's make of that what you will. Mm-hmm. After this, though, rumors swirled that Taylor and Maddie had hooked up that night. It kinda hit the gossip rags. Like it, it was kind of the topic du jour for a few days. Down the line, an influencer and hairstylist named Uh, Lauren, I think it's Ian Cotty. I might've spelled it wrong in here. Mm -hmm. She seems to confirm this. She goes on a podcast, her podcast called the I Don't Get It podcast. And she says that she fucked Maddie Healy and Taylor had had sex with him the night before. So the quote is, she, meaning Taylor, had sex with Maddie Healy. I had sex with Maddie Healy the night after. I got Taylor Swift sloppy seconds and I was happy about it. So I assume Maddie told her that they hooked up. I don't, I don't know why she would lie. And I don't know why Maddie would lie. But of course, make of that what you will. So she said that on a podcast.
0: That's probably why sometimes things said on a podcast, right? Like don't go as viral as somebody saying it in an Instagram story and then it getting screenshot. I'm thinking of like Azalea Banks, basically, huh? She had sex with Maddie Healy. I had sex with Maddie Healy the night after I got Taylor Swift sloppy seconds and I was happy about it.
1: Yep. So... Okay.
0: So let's take that for what it is. Let's just assume as we continue that maybe they boinked
1: that night. Right. So that's right from, you know, almost the horse's mouth. So that's pretty interesting. And that is something I had not, I'd sort of not seen until I did this research. So... Oh, yeah. But a few days later, Blind Gossip drops a massive, really long blind saying, basically... You know, Taylor Swift is going to... Of course, they blind it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the pop star is going to... She needs a rough edge for her new era. She's going to pretend to be dating the the rocker the problematic you know drug addict rock star and yeah well be- and this
0: also kind of led in with the karma theory so i remember reading this blind item and this made a lot of sense to me it was like starting mm-hmm. this week you're going to be teased you're going to see all these photos of these two musicians and people are going to report that they're dating but they're not it's for pr cuz she wants to move from pop because this was right after 1989 to more indie sounding music and then that kind of coincided with this theory of taylor swift putting out that karma karma rock album and her being with Maddie Healy would kind of help for a little bit of a rocker image. So I remember reading that blind item and being like, wait a minute, I feel like that kind of works. And it kind of would go with the 1989 shirt that he wore. It's like, okay, maybe this is some sort of huge PR
1: setup. So when I read that blind item, it kind of made sense. That is, I've never thought of it like that. And it didn't come to me because at this point, she's staunchly in the 1989 era. So she hasn't Mm -hmm. gone on tour yet. So it's like, would she be trying to launch a new era? But what I will say is there might be a little something to this because the 1989 tour, she took a couple of the songs from red and fully made made them them into rock versions. Yeah.
0: We never ever. Yeah. So she started to kind of rock out a little bit. Yeah. And then I remember too, at the same time she was doing those Apple music commercials and She was rocking out, right? She did, like, what was it? Was it, like, a Blink-182 song in one of them? And then in the other one, she did, I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. And she's, like, rocking out and headbanging while promoting Apple Music. And I remember thinking that's interesting that she's portraying herself as someone who listens to, like, rock, indie, you know, punk music.
1: Yeah, she does... I think there's some legs to the karma. We actually have an entire episode where we get into the karma theory. So like, I think there's some Mm -hmm. legs to it. I didn't think about it like this, but you know, the thing is, is like, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor genuinely was attracted to Maddie, genuinely fucked him, like our influencer friend seems to (laughs) spill the tea on, but also like was like, and this is perfect for the new angle I want to take with some of my music and some of the 1989 tour songs. And it's like whether karma's true, or the, the theory around karma is true or not, like she did want to rock edge. We know she did because she put it in her fucking tour. And by the way, that version of I Knew You Were Trouble is like the best live performance, She, in my opinion, of any of her songs ever. Like I'm obsessed with it. So like yeah. maybe so. Now the blind says they won't make it until you know, December or whatever. They won't make it beyond Christmas or something beyond New Year's or something like that. And well, we'll get to like how it gets revealed and like how they seem sort of claim, yes, we were right. It's all fake. Maddie and Taylor were nothing because of something Maddie says down the line.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Saqqara. You've been hearing me talk about Sakara, and there is a reason why. I love their food. They've got these flexible signature nutrition programs, so you can go onto their website. It looks a little bit confusing, but you can basically pick if you want these delicious meals that are already like prepared, made. All you have to do is like shake in a little sauce, and you can pick if you want breakfast, lunch, dinner, all three, two out of three, just one, sent to you multiple times throughout the week. You can sign up for these subscriptions programs they make it super customizable and they just send you such good food like salads that actually made me feel like I was full at the end of it with sauces that made me look at the ingredients because I kind of wanted to try to make it at home and they send you these like delicious vegan patties that actually taste like patties I just really can't recommend them enough they also have supplements teas bars if you want to check out Saqqara and get 20% off your first order you can go to saqqara.com S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash fluently. Check them out and get 20% off your first order. Saqqara dot com slash fluently.
1: So like a month, five weeks later or so, Maddie goes back on that same Australian radio show and they bring up Taylor again. And Yeah, they kind of apologize. They're like, oh right. my
0: God, we said like one offhand comment about you and Taylor being an item and like a million news outlets ran with it.
1: And Maddie's like, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Right. He says, you know, he calls it a farce and ridiculous though. He says, we met each other. We exchanged numbers in the same way that a lot of people in this kind of world do. And we spoke occasionally she's the biggest pop star in the world. I'm in Australia. There's no relationship or anything happening. It's just funny how people really, really buy into that. And Maddie illuminates this quote like down the line when he says the thing about it being emasculating and then he comes back and writes an apology for that. But basically what Maddie's going through right now is he's like freaked out. He later says during this time, like he was scared to be shipped with Taylor because he felt like he hadn't even established his own persona. And so he didn't want to be overshadowed by her massive successful. Mm,
0: which I feel like makes sense. Right. You know, I mean, think of like Joe Alwyn. Like he's always just going to be Taylor's boyfriend. If you're not enough of a person by the time you meet Taylor, you are just kind of her sidekick. Right. Like I almost think of that with Carly Kloss, too. I'm always going to think of her as Taylor's ex-best friend.
1: Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting. Like he says no, but that doesn't make me think they didn't hook up. Right, because... Also,
0: can I say, like, in this interview, he Mm -hmm. references something about Harry Styles, where he Mm -hmm. was like, oh, yeah, people were saying Harry Styles, and he's like, there's no one in the world that I know less than Harry (laughs) Styles. Basically saying that. But different blind items and rumors I've heard online says that Maddie Healy fucking allegedly hates Harry Styles, which is so funny, because they're both, like, sucking their own fingers on stage and they have tattoos so like to me i'm like they're kind of the same (laughs) they're kind of the same but apparently he hates harry styles have you heard that
1: i haven't but i'm not surprised because harry is kind of like very very similar to him except he's Mm. sort of the media palatable version so they're these like british white guys with tattoos that sort of like seem a little bit gay and you know (laughs) suck their fingers on stage and like act weird on stage but Harry's like you know, treat people with kindness. Let love in. You know, all this sort of y- woo. And Maddie's doing the Nazi salute, right? Yeah. And so he's yeah. like, "Harry Styles kind of coming from my bag, but doing it better than me." Maybe he feels like I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe. Okay, let's let's skip a little bit yeah, yeah, to yeah. Uh, just for the sake of time here. So, so yeah, you said that he says dating her would have been emasculating, but then he issues the apology, and then he makes a comment that's reported on Twitter saying that Taylor doesn't answer his texts anymore, or that he's trying to text her and he, uh, she ignores him. Right. And you said that feels a little bit like people are trying to cash in on the Taylor Swift is over party. That's interesting.
1: Right. So this takes us into 2016, which there's not much more until we get into the 2020s. But Maddie has that sort of hot issue quote. But then he comes back and says, no, no, I would never slag Taylor off. I love her. I'm, I was kind of the media took my words out of context, which like when you read his apology, I don't think they did. Like he yeah. sort of <laughs> apologizes and he's like, I would never say that. I did say that and it is because I'm misogynistic but I would never say that. That's his apology if you read it. I'll link it on but my But you know blog what?
0: I feel like weirdly that is relatable. You know like how many times like I I didn't realize it until I started podcasting, but even in a conversation with friends, you know, sometimes you'll be like, I don't know what will you say. Oh god, like I I hate that person's music but like you actually listen to their music. Like
1: sometimes you just say things that aren't true. So I've said so many, like I once said, Oh, I'm, I'm so over this celeb to someone who worked for that celeb and I didn't know it. And I was like, I'm fucking sick of her. Are we all sick of her? And like, I'm not sick of her at all. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan and have nothing bad to say. I was literally just trying to sound like I had a take. Like, it's so embarrassing, but, like, I'm such a fucking loser. I just wanted to sound interesting. So I was like, actually, I don't like this beloved celeb who's very successful and never done anything wrong. So, And it was to somebody who worked for her. And I was like, uh. And that person hated me forever. And That's fine. (laughs) I was literally just talking out my ass. So I totally feel you. Like, it it does just – sometimes we're just out here saying things. Like, during the Taylor Swift is over party, of course, Maddie gives an interview. He gets asked about Taylor, and he says – she doesn't even answer my texts anymore. So this is 2016. So whatever flirtation they had is long over. Taylor's moved on to Calvin, then Tom, then Joe. So there's not much to say in 2017. Almost nothing to say in 2018. Although there's like a fan mentioning that Maddie retweeted a picture of Taylor on December 4th. I don't know if it's true or not, but they post like, they do like the Beyonce meme of like, you know how she she like, She's doing that commercial for, like, that tablet or whatever, and she clicks something, and they're like, Maddie Healy retweeting a picture of Taylor on December 4th. So I'm like, did this happen or not? His Twitter's gone now, so I can't check it.
0: But you know what? I feel like that's insane, though, because they would have hooked up in four years ago, and even, like, the best sex I've ever had in my life, I don't remember what fucking day it happened (sighs) on,
1: and then, like, I make a reference to it four years later. Did it happen or not? I have the tweet linked in the document, like... But this fan mentions, I went, I looked for like 1975 or like Maddie Healy update accounts to see like, oh, Maddie retweeted. There aren't any for 2018. So I couldn't find anything about it. But one fan on Twitter seems to make it sound like maybe he did. And that would Um, be on their anniversary. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. I thought that was kind of cute and like kind of gay of him, you know what I mean? <laughs> if he really did do that. Okay, so in the fall of 2019, something interesting happens. Maddie gives a few different interviews. He keeps talking about Taylor because he always gets asked her about her, touch me and you'll never be alone. And mm-hmm. he basically pitches folklore. <laughs> he goes okay. on the Zane Lowe show and he says you know, she should create a minimal record like Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska or Joni Mitchell's Blue. He says Taylor Swift doing an acoustic record. I I can't consider a report that may promote greater than that. I don't really know what that means, but Taylor Swift's intimate return to nation. After all, you'd want to produce that. She's going to sit on that concept. However, Taylor, should you ever need someone that can assist you to arrange the mics in your acoustic record, simply say so, I'm there. So that's kind of interesting. Like he basically pitches folklore. And then later Mm -hmm. she does it, and there may be a song on Folklore about him. So it's sort of like, when did this rekindling happen? Because he straight up, like, I mean, she might have already had the idea for an acoustic record. It was very, like quarantine of her but i'm just saying this is like a year before folklore and he pitches it but he also kind of in another interview a few weeks later in on the green room podcast he sort of gently calls her out for doing activism as late as 2019 he was basically like (laughs) which by the way is so funny because like yes it's
0: and i've ragged on taylor for this before like doing activism much later than it's actually needed is like so typical taylor but also, like, if Maddie's activism comes along with his bigotry, it's like you can't really knock people for... You know what I mean? Like, there's there's not doing activism, and then there's actively harming people. And I feel like you'd rather not do activism than, like, actively, like, offend people, which is just, like, whatever. I just don't like him.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Maddie gets up on his high horse on stage a lot and always has. He's very, like... For a long time, he was very anti-religious. Like, he was very he comes out and says, like, oh, it should be okay to be gay. Like, he gets on his high horse. He's like, women should have the right to choose he. It gives these impassioned speeches on stage. So it is, it's sort of like that meme, like, heartbreaking news, the worst person you know just made a great point. Yeah. It's definitely like that, because it is a good point. Like, Taylor, you came out as, like, not homophobic in 2019. Like, gay marriage mm-hmm. has even been legal in America for like three or four years at that point. Like, what do you think? She came out as
0: a, she, she, in her documentary, Miss America, I'll still never get over it. She's like, she's like the hardest thing. Like, I'm going to be brave and like do this. And it's like, you're coming out as a Democrat. Like, literally, you're, you're eight years <laughs> late. Like, what, what is so brave and shocking about this? Just like vote blue and like
1: donate and like get on with your life. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And at the end, he says, like, Taylor is amazing. I would never slag Taylor off. I want to produce. Your next album, Taylor. So, like, you know, he kind of gently says, "Oh, she's she's sort of late to this," and it is like solid criticism. But yeah, in 2020, Taylor's at the New Musical Express Awards, and she sees Maddie there and gives him a hug and. Later, he gets asked about it again. He makes some Mm -hmm. jokes about wanting to pitch a folk album to her, but he's not brave enough to, like, say it to her. So that's sort of the the beat of the it's
0: funny that he keeps saying folk,
1: folk, folk, and it ends up being folklore, you know? I'm just saying. And around this time is also when Taylor would have started working on folklore and written the song Cardigan, which she seems to later dedicate to Maddie. Now, in my heart of hearts, I think Cardigan is about something she went through with Joe, but could it be? I'm such a freak. I I think it's about Carly. (laughs) Okay. If it's about a woman, I'm giving it to Diana. So it is really like, we're just projecting our favorite shit onto Diana streamed that sit on Spotify. Okay. Like Carly Claw didn't know, but
0: no, I remember her
1: doing that. Taylor seems to dedicate it to Maddie. She is certainly dedicating a performance of it to him. So mm-hmm. now in the fall of 2020, Dumois posts some tea about Taddy, which is basically like they did hook up. Okay. Yeah. Well, Dumois always gets it right. Well, Dumois's never been wrong about <laughs> anything in her life. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> if any <laughs> listeners don't know, I'm, I'm skeptical on Dumois, but even she's talking about it. So, and then in September of 2022, And there's a few more moments in 2021, so on and so forth. Maddie gets asked about Taylor all the time. He says something stupid, like whatever. But, and it it seems like, did they reconnect as folklore was conceptualized? Possibly. But the real reunification starts to take place in... September of, or in 2022. Now something interesting. So when I build these timelines, one of the things I do is Twitter advanced searches. So Mm -hmm. I do mentions of Maddie Healy, Taylor Swift, and I do year, I go year through year. So I do the year of 2016. I look everything there. I scroll all the way down to the bottom and scroll my way up. So for most of these years, when you get beyond like 2015, there's not much. It's like, Okay, one month that year, Maddie gave an interview, mentioned Taylor. So there's a bit of that. And then it's like fans being like, did they date? I don't know. Did they not? And there's nothing else. When you get to 2022, I was scrolling. Like there's just, it's like, I don't, it's sort of like Twitter knows. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like the instances of people talking about them just took off. Now, part of that is because there was rumors a fake track list for "Midnights" got posted and it says, like, one of the songs says, like, featuring the 1975. So there's these rumors that they collabed on Midnight's. Now, Mm -hmm. Maddie tweets, I would love that, but unfortunately, fake news. That's in September 2022. In October, Midnight's comes out, of course, and Maddie on the 22nd, I believe, posts Hey Steven on his Instagram stories. Now, this might become significant later because... During the Philly run of the Eras tour, which just happened this past weekend, Taylor plays Hey Steven. And there's this rumor or this idea that whenever Taylor gets like a new opener, she lets them choose, you know, the the secret secret songs songs, and she played Hey Steven in Philly. So Maddie has sort of just officially joined the tour and then she plays this song that he was playing on his Instagram stories. Yeah, okay. kind of interesting. He seems to like that song. Now, in November of 2022, it comes out that JK, Maddie, and possibly the 1975 did work on a song together for Midnight's. It just didn't make the final cut. And there's some theories that it's actually Snow on the Beach because Lana gave this quote about saying, if I had known what the final cut of Snow on the Beach was going to be, I would have sang a verse. And she kind of made it sound like, I thought other people were going to be involved, so I didn't want to take their spot. Um, that's not what she said, but that's the the message. So it could have been mm-hmm. Snow on the Beach. So, And it's also revealed throughout the fall, 19, the 1975's new album has come out, being funny in a foreign language, and Taylor had told Maddie she thought it was funny and good. So they both heard each other's albums before they came out. Mm. So we're, we haven't even spotted them together, but if we're going to believe some of these quotes... They are absolutely behind the scenes working on music, sharing, you know, it's giving Carly and Taylor in Big Sur. Taylor plays all of 1989 for Carly before it comes out. Yeah, first listen to the album for someone special. 100%. But in December of 2022, Taylor spends her birthday with Joe in New Orleans. Now, I have trouble believing she would be broken up with him but still go waste her birthday with him. He's down there for work. It's not like they went and saw some... Jazz music. He's down there working on a project that Emma Stone's also working on. And Taylor goes down. Mm -hmm. They have dinner. A New Orleans bakery posts the birthday cake they made for her. And they're pictured out at dinner.
0: I think at this point, Taylor is doing what Taylor classically does, which is... Try, probably trying to make things with Joe work, mm-hmm. you know. I'm assuming things are probably pretty freaking shaky at that point. But getting things ready to leapfrog. Because, like, she's a planner and she is... I just think that Taylor is a leapfrogger where, like, the minute something ends with someone, she has somebody lined up. And she's kind of been planning it because she knows that things have been going poorly. So, yeah. I think okay. it's
1: fair to say that um, Maddie is Taylor's getaway car from Joe. Yeah. Because... It's almost like you can't end a six year relationship and just be single. How sad is that? Like, healthy, (laughs) mentally healthy people could, but like, yeah. Yeah, It's like, how much easier is the cushioning of leaving Joe and ending that? You know, I've thought so much, Mm -hmm. like, there needs to be an app, I thought this after my last breakup,
0: there needs to be an app for people who have just gone through a breakup, and they just need, like, give me those oxytocin cuddles, like, give me someone to flirtatiously text, so then that way, rather than pounding into the pavement of a fall after a breakup... (laughs) fluentlyforward.com slash breakup if you want the ebook. Oh, there we go. Anyway, instead of having to do that, then you could just kind of, sl- it's like a, your little parachute before you hit the ground. But you don't want to go onto the apps and wreck someone who does want a relationship while you're still fucked up from your breakup. I think that you should just pair people together who are like, let's be each other's parachute for the next month as we like heal. And Taylor, Taylor doesn't do that. She just gets Tom Hiddleston.
1: <laughs> I, I think she just thinks she's in love. And, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, the worst breakup I've ever been through. I dated my high school sweetheart into college and, like, a bit beyond, like, for, like, six years. So Mm. when we broke up, I was devastated. But she had been cheating on me with this girl for, like, a year. And she just went straight to that girl. And she was fine. You know what? She was just fucking fine. And I was like, I kept saying like she cheated. And I didn't mean that she cheated on me. She did. I didn't mean she was unfaithful to me. She was. But there was this angle of it like she cheated at the breakup. Because that makes it so much easier. Like, of course, she didn't miss me. She had someone new to go to. And I think Taylor's kind of doing that. And I think she, I I don't know that she was 100% faithful to Joe. Now I don't I think he cheated on her at some points but let's just say I think Taylor cheated in those two ways how about that I'm with you I'm with you
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Good money habits, they start with your very first paycheck, and if you just scored your first job, you've got an opportunity to jump start a healthy financial journey. So when you sign up for Chime and you link a qualifying direct deposit, you get access to benefits like being paid up to two days early and fee-free overdraft up to $200. And with Chime, there are no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and no deposit required to become a member. So sign up for a Chime Checking account today to link your paycheck. It only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at chime.com slash fluently. That is chime Dot com slash fluently. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Corp Bank or Stride Bank members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot Me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spot me.
1: So on January 12th, we get something interesting. Taylor shows up at the 1975's tour in London. She plays antihero and then... Like, like a real fan, she covers the city by the 1975, which is a song from 2012, so it's, like, nothing to do with Taylor. But it, it's weird. If you look at the lyrics, I'm like, this is the toe breakup. It, it's sort of, like, you know, it's interesting to me. It just sounds... Because, you know, it's talking about the city, and it's like, you're still the city, or I'm still the city, or something. And then it's like, okay, all the Cornelia Street, all the false god. I mean, unless those songs are about Carly Cross, Who fucking knows? But, like... It's it's the it just stood out to me. I'm like, is she using this? Is she sending a message to Joe? When I heard the lyrics, that's what I thought. So,
0: also in that performance, you mentioned that like she kind of acts like Maddie in it, and yeah. like she does. She like saunters on stage. She takes like a sip of like whiskey, and then she's playing. So she she got her what was it? Truman Black. I guess she yeah. was like could you imagine she just starts like ripping raw meat
1: on stage and oh my like jerking God. off? I'd be like, wow. Oh, <laughs> really I, what I wouldn't give to see Taylor Swift jerk off <laughs> on stage. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, but in January, at the end of January, Joe posts pictures to his Instagram story and it includes Meredith. That's kind of how Joe and Taylor would always let us know we're still going strong. He'd be posting pictures of the cats. So he's still doing that. I have trouble seeing him doing this. If things aren't, you know, if he's not trying to work it out with Taylor and then a week later, Taylor goes to the Grammy awards. This is the very beginning of February. Joe does not walk the red carpet with her, but he never does. She has an after party at Chateau Marmont. Now this is sort of like this infamous, like she invites every lesbian in Hollywood (laughs) to the show. (laughs) She is wearing Joe's leather jacket in some of the pictures. And then later we do find out Joe was there thanks to his Instagram dump, like down the line. So it's sort of like, again, is Taylor like taking Joe to her party and wearing his jacket around? Like maybe I am putting... Maybe I'm not being skeptical enough, but like I have trouble seeing her doing that if they're not broken up. Or if they're yeah. sorry, if they're still together. Does that make no, sense? I would
0: say they're definitely still together. And I think what a lot of people don't understand when they look at different celebrity relationships is um even with real world relationships, like online publicly, you're doing completely fine until you aren't. Like I I remember and I thought about this with my last breakup just because things were like more public at least then, where like I was, like, posting pictures, like, oh, he's great, he's great, he's great. And especially at the end when things are rough, you kind of do that even more, Mm -hmm. you know? You're, like, and he's, like, everything's, like, really great, and then it just, like, ends suddenly. So I feel like people think about that, too, in Celebrity World, where they're, like, oh, my God, like, well, they just got divorced, and, like, now she's dating someone else. And it's, like, if they just got divorced, they've been on the rocks for the last, like, Two years, maybe, Agreed. you know. So I think that a lot of times, too, people can be up to each other. And then when it ends, it's like, well, maybe they've been on the rocks for like the past six months. You're only finding out about it through like a PR news article that was planted. So I would I would agree with you. I'd say that at this party, they are probably together,
1: but not doing well, not doing well. Yeah, and then at the end of the month, we get that Instagram dump from Joe where he confirms, like, he was at the Grammys after party. He's taking a picture with Jack. So, you know, he's sort of signaling, no, like, me and Taylor are still good. But then it, things get interesting in March. So on March 15th, Maddie is seen with, like, his fling or his, like, the girl he's hooking up, which is this girl named Anna Sazar. And she's been a bit entertaining for this era After this, she ends up posting, like, all this stuff about her and Maddie's breakup. So on Instagram stories, she posts the 1975 lyric, I feel as though I was deceived. And this is all kind of in the last few weeks. I don't have any dates on it. But she also posts to Twitter, like, a picture of a sad polar bear. And she says, well, it's over. So this is right, kind of all happening around the same time that Maddie starts getting seen with Taylor. So he probably, like, cheated on this girl with Taylor. Although was he even like monogamous with her? I don't know. But I followed her on Instagram to get the tea. Cause I feel like she's spilling a little bit of tea. So that's fine. Yeah. And then on March 17th, Ares tour starts and Joe isn't there. I think they've broken up by now you know Mm -hmm. and that's why he's not there so this is all kind of happens in maybe a two-week window and i think this really helps nail down when the toe breakup happens very end of february very beginning of march if you want my professional opinion tree calls up people on the 22nd and tells them some lies about how taylor and joe are so great together and he's super supportive of her career and when he has time he'll definitely be at the tour he just can't right now Inti, the next day, writes a blind, basically calling him bullshit, which gotta love Uncle Inti for that. Like, he's basically like, why are they both pushing this? You know, so Inti, I feel like, saw the breakup coming maybe more than the yeah. rest of us did. And then on April 8th, the toe breakup announcement happens. And guess what April 8th is? His birthday. It's Maddie. Maddie, Maddie
0: Healy's birthday.
1: And it's just like, oh, okay, so it's definitely real. Because that is the most Taylor Swift, petty, psychotic shit. Like, she lines everything it, up to dates.
0: Is it, though, because I will say, I think that, that the fact that she announced the Joe breakup on the one weekend that she didn't have any shows happening, I feel like that, you know, she knew that she had to announce the breakup and she planned no shows, so then that way she could announce the breakup there. I personally believe that before, like, the tour... Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, they kind of slotted that in because they were like, we might be breaking up. So then it just kind of lines up that it's May 8th, doesn't it? Well, April 8th, but... I mean...
1: Maybe and the other thing is I've seen people say that it was actually Joe's team that leaked the breakup. Yeah, I've heard that too. uh, It's actually it's hard to say for sure because, but if they had like planned this breakup, it would have had to been be like a year in advance, six months in advance. Yeah, because I guess before the
0: schedule was even made. Okay, so you know what? I take that back. Who the fuck knows?
1: I mean, it could be because imps. You know the uh, the my one of my co hosts on my podcast who's on a lot is like. Everything you see from Taylor is staged. Everything is scripted. She is the biggest brand in the world. Nothing comes out by accident. So, like, maybe she would take a year to plan a breakup. It's hard to say. And it's just a coincidence that it happened on Maddie's birthday. But to me... I think my gut, I'm going to go with my gut and say she and Joe broke up. It was it was a long time coming. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, as Taylor would say. <laughs> but at the same time, a bit of a surprise. That's why she was trying to buy them time, trying to put that denial out with people. She thought maybe we'll get back together. The articles all say like they've broken up before, but they got back together. They worked it out. She thinks this is going to happen again. She tries to buy them time with people. And then it just doesn't. She fully goes for Maddie. And so it, it kind of works out like... You know, she could have announced it on the ninth. she could have announced it on the 10th, but the 8th was there too, and she said, fuck it, I'm doing it on Maddie's birthday. And on that day, or the day after that, Maddie goes on stage and he says, everything happens in eras, which, okay, cute, (laughs) the era of me being a fucking asshole is over, and he deletes all the Truman Black social media So I feel like that's him getting ready for the Swifty investigation. But unfortunately, you can't delete that podcast. I feel that too. How funny is that? Right. And then the next day on the 10th, People Magazine, which this is probably Tree, confirms that the, the breakup news and says that, yeah, she and Joe are done. And about a month later, three weeks later, give or take May 3rd, the Sun claims that Taylor is dating the 1975 frontman. Maddie Healy. Now this is interesting because The Sun also got the tea about Joe and Taylor like seven years ago. Yeah and you said something
0: interesting I think this was over on one of your Patreon episodes where you were saying like I think it was pointed that she did it mm-hmm. in The Sun because that's like a UK tabloid mm-hmm. so anytime Joe goes anywhere it's like okay hi you you have to see that I'm dating Maddie Healy now because I'm talking like your country's newspaper is the one covering it
1: yeah and it's sort of like is taylor swift doing stuff for us to see or is she just doing stuff to piss off her ex like is this all just for joe i I wouldn't be surprised she's pissing off
0: kind of everyone right now so it's a little bit two birds one stone
1: a hundred percent so one of the things the sun says the next day they double down they say not only are they dating but they're madly in love and they're gonna confirm their relationship He's going to be at the Nashville Eras Tour this coming weekend, and there's going to be some form of PDA. And to everybody's horror, and for some reason, when this came out, I said at the top of the... I was like, this is true. I was like, he will be there. And everyone's trying to say, no, he's in the Philippines. He can't make it. And I was like, "Mm, he'll make it. He'll be there. Like like you said, I don't always go off gut instinct, but something about Maddie and Taylor, my gut was just like, this will be confirmed. Do I 100% know what's going on behind the scenes? No, But, like, is he going to be at these national shows? Yes. And he was. Well, can we
0: also say that we know someone who knows someone, I'm talking about, like, what we got in the Mm -hmm. Slack channel, Mm -hmm. where, like, Tree Payne, at the very least, Tree Payne, right, Taylor Swift's Publicist, is talking to these outlets and saying, yes so at the very least it's not like some people are like it's fake 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 okay well maybe it's fake but like at the very least taylor's fucking in on it like tree is confirming all of this stuff so if you want to go super conspiracy and say tree's putting it out for fake reasons then you could do that Mm -hmm. but they are real this isn't like some sort of fake thing
1: a hundred percent and i just something in my gut they said it was going to happen so he shows up at the nashville tour dates Um, But right before that, while he's in Manila, like on the 3rd or the 4th, it might have been the 3rd, it might have been the 2nd there, but early May, when this is all, all the news is breaking, he does a couple things. So when he, he has a song called She's American, it's probably about Halsey, I've been told it's not about Taylor, but when he's starting the song up of She's American, he says, he grins, he giggles to himself, and he says, she sure is. So that seems to be... Is the she, Taylor? It seems like maybe. Mm -hmm. He also does this thing during the song About You, which is one of their better songs. It's really sweet. And it might be about Taylor. He says, he mouths, what does he say? He says, this one's about you. You know who you are. I love you. And the next day at the Nashville tour, which Taylor's at, or two days later, whatever, which Maddie is at, during Cardigan, she does the exact same thing. And so now people think Cardigan is about Taylor and about is about Maddie and, and about you is about Taylor. And you're sort of starting this iconic, like, I don't know, it sort of reminds me of, like, the Fleetwood Mac, you know, this sort of iconic, like, these two celebs writing songs back and forth about each other, this sort of, Can like... Can we talk
0: about the, the mouthing? Because, like, when Maddie did it, I feel like, okay, that was kind of, like, a Maddie Healy thing to mm-hmm. do. When Taylor did it, I kind of felt a
1: little cringe you You, know you you thought it was cringy a little because when
0: maddie did it it's like he's always drunk on stage dude he's like you he's like making eye contact with the camera and i think he repeated twice he's like you know who you are you know who you are i love you and like it could have been about a fan or whatever it's like okay whatever but when taylor did it and maybe it's because like it just felt like a little stunty and like cringy to me probably because like first of all That's a long sentence to say, this one's about you, you know who you are, I love you. That's not like you mouthing like, hey slut or something. It's not like two words, it's like a full sentence. I don't know, I just, let me know, I'm curious how you felt. I got
1: cringed out when Taylor did it. Okay, maybe I'm a fucking loser. And this was before (laughs) that Maddie on that podcast with the the mention of ghetto gaggers had come out, and I was like you know, maybe he's not the worst guy in the world. Like maybe he kind of sucks, but maybe it's not so bad. It is so bad. And I rescind this. But when this happened, I was like, oh, they're in love. I loved it I was like oh my god Cardigan's about Maddie like oh like <laughs> I like I'm very emotional so like I'll just lose my mind on something then I'll kind of come back down to earth but like in the yeah. emotion of the moment I'm a fucking loser because I was not cringed out I was like oh my god Card- he put he put her on like an old cardigan <laughs> and made her feel like she was his favorite like and then I was like Taylor you're so full of shit this song is not about Maddie why are you lying but what if it well, is by the way
0: it also works because I'm definitely right after this about to listen to a about you Mm -hmm. and Cardigan and imagine if it's them. So like if they are doing a little something stunty, sign me up for the stunt.
1: He also did this thing where he was like this, he introduces a song and he's like, this song helped me get a girl, blah, blah, blah. The band starts playing Falling for You, which was the song he dedicated to her back in 2014. And he says, no, 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 not this one. This one didn't work. Then they start playing about you. And he said, this is the one that worked. Oh, shit. Now, I may be misremembering the details of that, like a tiny bit. But, like, he's – there's a lot. There's a whole Twitter thread about, like, secret messages from Maddie and Taylor that they've been showing us. I'll I'll link it on my Instagram stories or blog or something. But, like, he's doing all this stuff. And, like, I kind of do think they're both just, like, these, like, billionaire toddlers who are drunk on love who are just, <laughs> like, no, this is really cute. Like, we're going to do that. Like – And I went to
0: all three of her shows, right? Yes. And he's like, he's not like Joe with a baseball cap on and his arms crossed. He's like hand over his chest, like nodding, singing along, talking to her friends, sitting next to her parents on Andrea and Scott, right? Yes. Those are her parents. Mm -hmm. So he's like in it. You know, he's like fully in it. Yeah.
1: So fans have started videoing Maddie during Lover. And every time Lover plays, he is swaying along. So he's loving it. Hands in the air, like hand over his heart, like you said. And I think Taylor thought Swifties wanted this. And the thing is, is they did. We did. (laughs) Everybody wanted this. We wanted her to have a little PDA, like be a fucking human. We want to see you in love. You've been telling us for six years that Joe Alwyn has a magic cock and is like (laughs) so amazing and you're going to marry his ass. And we've seen you guys in public together four times. So it's just like people have wanted this. Nobody wanted it with Maddie Healy. Like, we people wanted to see Joe. I would always be like, can her and Joe just post a fucking selfie? Like, I'm not asking for much. Post a selfie with your cats you adopted together. I mean,
0: I've always said my favorite Taylor Swift era was when her and Tom Hiddleston were old money vacationing mm -hmm. around the world and kissing at the Coliseum and wearing little matching outfits and her short plaid skirt. And, you know,
1: he's tall. And I was like, yes,
0: yes. Like, I
1: loved that. We all loved that. Yeah. I mean, I think we just... Taylor, if you're going to spend six years telling us how perfect your boyfriend is, I want to see it. Put your money yeah. where you're at. Let's see it. Like, I, you know, and all we got was, like, those leaked photos from Selena's phone where they're, like, shirtless in front of a mirror. And even I was like, oh, this is kind of hot. Like, I'm kind of into this. Like, more. <laughs> more of this. So... People have wanted this from Taylor. Swifties wanted this. And I thought she thought they'd be happy. You know, I thought... And there is some of this. There are some tatty shippers out there. Now, a lot of Swifties are unhappy because Maddie sucks so much. But there are a lot of shippers out there who are saying, like, yes. Like, Joe, you know, Maddie did in one week what Joe couldn't do in six years. Like, he looked like he was enjoying being around Taylor. And so I think she thought there was going to be more of that. There hasn't been because Maddie sucks so much. But some people are excited about it, about just the sweet moments that they've sort of been, or sweet moments. Maybe I say that in uh, in air quotes. So we got Maddie at the Nashville shows. And during that time, he was also papped, like leaving her apartment early in the morning to get some stars with her bodyguard. And they got papped, like coming back to her place. So he's not staying in a hotel, he's staying in her place, or at least they're very much trying to make it look like that. And then... Throughout the week, we got some pictures of them at that club. They're holding hands. Like, they're looking, Mm -hmm. you know, almost looking kind of sheepish. Like, almost looking kind of like, we're in middle school. We're holding hands. But it's there. And then he's also at the Philly shows. For one of the concerts, he sits with her parents in their private box. And he interacts with fans, too. And they said, Maddie, blink twice if you're with Taylor. And he, like... That according to the fans, he like really made an effort to like blink twice, and then they said, "Oh my God, are you dating her?" And he said, "Yes, I am." So he has verbally confirmed it to fans, at least according to fans that were at the show. And then also, I'm glad
0: that we, because we were supposed to record this a couple
1: days mm-hmm. ago,
0: and we pushed it because I was like everything just keeps happening with them. Like, I know we're going to get something more. And we did get their first like official good quality photo together when they came out, like Taylor threw some party at like a recording studio, Mm -hmm. like Florence from Florence and the machine was there and her and Maddie were papped walking out just like, I'm not gonna lie, it was a cute photo. Like he actually looked kind of good in it. I thought they looked cute. She looked good. She's wearing this big, oversized NYU sweatshirt. And people were noticing too that the tip of her nose was red, like the foundation had been rubbed off. Mm-hmm. Like maybe some kissing happened.
1: Yeah, it's it or was,
0: cocaine or allergies.
1: <laughs> it was a cute moment, and I think what you have to contrast that to is, and I'll put I'll put I have this on my Instagram. I'll like contrast them and put it there at what I will say on Instagram. But like. You, there's these all these videos of Taylor and Joe like dragging each other, sprinting to avoid like two seconds of being papped. And then she and Maddie just walk out. You know, it's cool. Like yes. security's there, they're safe. And, you know, they they have a little moment for the camera. You know, it's just.
0: I will say, like, I felt like with Taylor and Joe, it was palpable in her music and their interactions were t- together. Where I felt like Taylor with Joe was always on the verge of, like, sorry, sorry. And, like, sorry about that. And, like, sorry I'm so famous. And, like, sorry they're doing this. And, like, we'll just <clears> run from the cameras. And, like, sorry. And then a la Bejeweled bitch, I want to shine. And with Matt, because Taylor, Dutt, Like I remember her in that 1989 era with like that purse on her jaunted-out elbow. She walks slowly, and she does a nice smile for the camera as she goes from place to place, and she looks stunning in the photos. And she likes having a nice photo of herself out there. I like it, too. We all like it. And I will say, it must be relaxing to be with someone who is used to being famous, is used to being... Criticized and online, and just being like, Yeah, like we're out and we're doing stuff rather than with Joe. I just felt this like all encompassing, like Taylor being like, Let me make myself smaller and like less famous and like, Sorry, sorry, sorry. And I don't think she's gonna be that way with Maddie.
1: Literally, the lyric Your integrity makes me feel small or seem small. Shut up, Taylor. What in tech? Joe doesn't have a personality. What integrity? You haven't showed (laughs) us the integrity. We don't know anything about this guy. Like, why should we care? And you bring up the 1989 era and how she loved a pap walk. Who was she taking those pap walks with? She was looking cute as hell, looking so put together. And who was on her arm? Miss Carly Claus. And they were walking yes, tall, and they were holding hands, and they were taking moments. Oh, who knows how to work a camera better than Carly Claus? Like nobody. Like they had mm-hmm. cute outfits on, and they were giving us moments. They were giving us content. And it's like, were they sleeping together or not? Like I think so. But like Maddie almost feels like that. Like Taylor's excited. She wants to share. She wants to share her life. She wants to show off a little bit. She's looking good. She's feeling good she won the breakup she's trying to tell us that anyway time will tell but like It feels like some of those Carly and Taylor moments where, yeah, they'll ham it up for the camera. They're not afraid. They don't have anything to hide. Like, they're just living their best lives. They care about each other in whatever way. That's what it feels like she's doing with Maddie. And it's a shame that Maddie fucking sucks because I will say, if it were anybody else or if Maddie hadn't done about 6,000 of the things that he's done, I would be shipping the hell out of this. I would be living because I want to see them together i want to see taylor happy and it, it, in 18 months or whenever uh, you know a year when we get t-s11 i want to see all the moments she's going to reference when she says you know at, and after the studio you know it felt so yeah. good to be with you and oh we made out in front of everybody in some studio song on t-s11 with
0: my red nose golden right. hands only god knows Cafe Cipriani, I want your body on me. Oh my I mean, god. Come on. Oh my so God. I mean, if that's even how you pronounce the name of the
1: oh, surely it is. It definitely it is now. Like Taylor's gonna put that in her song. Like <laughs> I'm excited for it. And the most fun thing about Taylor is that she by the way, I'm already coming up with song t- Like Blink Twice could be like oh, a blink fun twice. song oh my gosh, about yes. this. Yes. You know, like. Or like 17 yeah. hours. That's like how long he flew. Maybe there's a re- And you flew 17 <gasps> yeah. hours just to show up for me when the other guy like he wouldn't even be seen with me. There's going to be so much. It, there could be so much good stuff. If Maddie didn't suck. I mean, it's still going to be. Fun content to consume. Don't get me wrong. I'm disappointed she's dating this asshole, but like, as somebody who, you know, whose job it is to an extent to comment on Taylor Swift's personal life, I am living. Like, I am excited yeah. to be getting content from her, t- a type of content we haven't gotten in seven years. So it's yeah, just sort of
0: podcast and patreon has (laughs) never been more pop and i'm like talk about eras but -hmm. like i'm addicted to listening to your stuff because it's like we have carly kloss being pregnant we have the toe breakup we have her with maddie healy it's just like all of this stuff happening and she's going to be overexposed and everybody's going to hate her because that's just the rise and fall of how it happens what my question is is like all of these articles are coming out. And before, I thought Maddie Healy was just annoying. And now that I'm finding out about all of this stuff, the ghetto gaggers was really the fucking horrendous. nail in the coffin for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially considering that he dated FKA Twigs. And weren't there rumors that they were engaged?
1: Yeah. So he was in a serious relationship with a black woman. It's, and, yeah.
0: And, I mean, talk about – also, you have to feel so bad for her because, like – Shia LaBeouf, right? Ugh. And that abusive relationship. I, I think we've done an episode on them or Enough. at least an episode on Shia LaBeouf. I just feel like FK Twigs has fucking been through it with her romantic relationships. Robert Pattinson not defending her. Just all of these things. Mm-hmm. So the Ghetto Gackers was really the nail in the coffin for me. I don't know if I would ever like Maddie. Like I'm trying to think Like, I've, I, like what is an apology? Like if an apology is two points jerking off to a type of porn that dehumanizes black women is like negative seven like there's no apology like how in the fuck are you even doing that so for me i just think matt's kind of or maddie is kind of irredeemable i just wonder how many people feel the same and yet there are legions of people who are obsessed with him
1: yeah i mean and that's you'll see that of any problematic white dude it is they can kind of get away with anything if they're cute, or they make good music, or they make good movies, or that is just—he's not cute. Well, agreed. <laughs> I'm but such if, a hater. you know, today. some girls are like, "Oh, Manny Helian, just let him do anything to me." Like some girls are very attracted to like ugly guys, and can we just say, <laughs> does this not confirm Taylor Swift is bisexual? Because perfect. <laughs> A-list taste in women. You're Diana Agron's. You're Carly Closet. Like, these beautiful <laughs> women she's associated with. And then, yeah. like, she's like, oh, I'm so I'm gonna horny for Maddie Healy. It's like, yeah, you are bisexual, aren't you? Like, that. that is, like, such a bisexual me. I mean, Shannon, as a bisexual, <laughs> can you confirm? Like, great taste in she, women, disgusting taste in men.
0: Well, she also does a lot. Like, I, the reason I relate to her so much, too, is that, like, yes, I've dated women, but not, like, I typically... Have in my repertoire, I've dated more men than mm-hmm. women. And I feel like Taylor Swift and I are the same way, too, where it's like you'll be like deeply like in love with a woman, like head over heels crush, like secretly hooking up. But you're like, oh, but like, nobody can know that we're actually dating because, of course, like that's just like fucking so typical of a bi woman.
1: right? It's we're gonna get you in wrong. therapy for that internalized yeah. bi phobia. But like <laughs> I, I think I said on my patreon once, like Shannon, I think Taylor Swift is the exact same version of gay you are, which is like yeah. fully bisexual, but like, for some reason, like has this kind of maybe a preference towards men or just ends up with more men for whatever reason. So yeah, I've
0: always said that if I walked into a room of like a thousand guys, I'd probably be attracted to, I don't know, 400 of them. Let's like throw that number out. (laughs) But if I walked into a room of a thousand women, I would only feel that spark with like three of them, Yeah, but it would be a fucking strong spark. It's, it just happens. Yeah. And that's totally
1: valid too. And it just, I just think, I think Taylor Swift for whatever reason, I'm just like, Oh, they're the same sexuality. Like, yeah. I do, I really <laughs> do. So, w- quickly, what do you think we see in the future from them? Yeah, let, let's wrap up with some fun predictions because mm-hmm. I always
0: love doing predictions. I think we're going to see some more pap walks of them. I'm really curious how they're going to handle... All of this backlash of like, sorry, Maddie, I know you said that your asshole era was over, but like the Internet never dies and there's all of this stuff. So I imagine that they're just going to ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. But I see them together for a couple more months. I could maybe see some. No, I don't know. I don't think they would collab because I think Taylor's very careful with that. Although then again, right? Like she wrote something with Calvin Harris and then she did something with Joe. I used to think that Taylor would never mix business with pleasure, but as we know with Will and Bowery, she has. So maybe they do collab on something. I don't see them getting married and having children. What do you think?
1: I think I'm 50-50 on it. So you've said one of my 50s. Agreed. It's going to be kind of short-lived. It's going to burn out. The, the criticism from Swifties is going to get to her and it's just not going to make it. And frankly... You know, if they break up right before Speak Now, Taylor's version, I would even concede, all right, maybe there was a little PR to it. I think they're really sleeping together. That's just my gut. And also just, it seems to match up with what I know about Taylor, but... I saw another theory. I'm totally stealing this from Reddit. Somebody said this on the Dumois subreddit, but I think it's so true. They said, I've been saying this for a while, but I personally believe this is going to be another ASAP and Rihanna. They're friends for a decade who used to hook up. They rekindle post long-term relationship ending quick. And so they're quick to settle down together. So like, or sort of like how Ben and Jennifer got back together and just like, like that, it didn't take any time. They already had this rapport and maybe they're both both a bit traumatized from like other long term relationships they've just gotten out of, and like yeah. maybe you kind of get that quick settling because they already knew each other. And Taylor has convinced herself this fiction about oh, you know, it was just the wrong time. And even you came with Tom back Holland
0: to and, and Zendaya, you know, like oh, we were kind of on again, off mm-hmm. again. When we finally get on again, we freaking stay glued, you know. And so I
1: could see that happening where like. I don't know. Sometimes when you get out of something and you jump to something with someone new, especially if the something you got out of really wasn't right, even if it's just solid with the new person or maybe it's perfect. You know, I I can just I could see her being like, no, this is right. And kind of making a commitment that she didn't get to. with Joe. are they going to get married? I don't know. But I could see it lasting for a while for that reason of like, no, we we finally are getting our chance to be together. So, I don't know. It could, I'm 50 50 on it. But if they break I up before s- Speak I s- Now TV, I'm going to say, all right,
0: maybe it's Oh, yeah, me too. I definitely see them dating for more than four months. Mm-hmm. And I see them having fun together. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, I really do.
1: Do you think Taylor's going to get canceled again?
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, do you think he's good in bed? Okay, I'll I'll start.
1: No, because she's in the middle of her tour. Mm-hmm. The tour is like, giving her a lot of goodwill. She keeps having all these sweet moments with fans. She did the Nashville show in the rain. She went on. She performed into two a.m., where other artists yeah. would cancel out so fast. It is giving her a lot of goodwill, and I think that's a good point. Is Maddie good in bed? Well, what people have said on Reddit, some girl is like, I fucked Maddie Healy. He lasted for five minutes, smoked all my weed, and then spent an hour talking about how his music is so deep, it's going to change the world. Maddie commented (laughs) on the post. He's a verified user on Reddit and said, huge if true. That definitely happened. So like, I feel like, no, he's not good in bed, but I feel like Taylor's easy to please, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh my god, smoked all my weed and said so that his music was gonna change the world. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah. Damn. I see that okay. for him. All right, well let's make a little bet here. Okay. Let's let's each set a day for when we think that they're gonna break up. And <sighs> you take out a count of like me.
1: I feel like they'll break up after she finishes the European leg of the Eras Tour whenever that comes. When is that? I'm saying September. Uh, well, no, because I think she's not going to tour until next spring again. So like sometime in 2024. You think they're going to last like a year? God, I don't know. I'm just taking a stab. I'm just taking a okay. stab.
0: <laughs> let's do it. Why not? And I'll say September. Everybody throw your votes in for yeah, us. Yeah, let's hear and it. And we'll see what happens. And everything keeps happening. I'm nervous that by the time this episode comes out, like five new things will have happened. But, yeah. you know, hopefully they they cool it for a little bit. And we'll just wait on... Bated breath, because if this timeline has told us anything, these two are people that when they get together, they make noise. So we're definitely going to be I mean, everybody head on over to what I will say, because you cover everything the second it comes out. And you just have such great takes on everything. And I
1: just, I'm so glad to have you back. I love I love your podcast and I love everything that you make. Shannon, I'm utterly obsessed with you. I love your podcast. Oh. <laughs> I love you. And I'm, I'm just excited to be along for the ride and see what happens. So thanks for having yeah. me on to talk about it. All right, we will talk again soon. Have a
0: great rest of your week, everyone. Bye, Bye everybody.